Hi, Nicola. I see Nicola's joined us as well. And there's a poll as well. Please answer that to give us a feel for where you're at with this question about why aren't people buying. Oh, and we've lost Wolfgang. <laughs> That's all Wolfgang, Wolfgang think of your poll. <laughs> He's like, no, goodbye. When I'll watch ever- the recording. <laughs> when does it ever go smoothly? <laughs> this is going to be slightly different today. This is kind of a live coaching session. We're going to use... Um, <laughs> Ben's going to say, well, how's this going to work now? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to use a kind of case clinic approach where we're going to get Wolfgang to, uh, and for those of you who aren't familiar with case clinics, this is a a format that we use a lot on our Vision 2020 program. It's a great way to just have a structured approach to answering a question or giving feedback. So Wolfgang is going to kind of present uh, this current situation, where he's at, what he's tried, uh, where he wants to get to. Then we'll have a little period of clarifying questions from myself and Ben, just to make sure that we fully understand where Wolfgang is at and where he needs to get to. And then we will um, give him some feedback. So I'll tell Wolfgang to shut up, don't say anything. And we'll just like come up, well, we'll, we'll whatever our thoughts and, and ideas that come up, we'll just share those with Wolfgang. And then we'll close off with some reflection for Wolfgang in terms of what um, what conclusions he's got to. And sometimes the, the fascinating thing about this process is Whatever Ben and I say might not be of any use whatsoever directly. <laughs> we try. <laughs> but the beauty is the emergence, the the, the epiphanies and the, the new ideas that Wolfgang gets just by having a space to just express himself. So Wolfgang, why don't you what? kick us off by just sharing, firstly, how you describe your work at the moment. And then going into just presenting the the challenge you have in terms of where are you at the moment, where would you like to be, uh, and what are you struggling with? So I started my um, current business like I would say like about a year ago, and I'm coaching exitpreneurs, like people who think about selling their business. Um, they're in the process of selling their business or after they sold their business. So the current situation is. I worked now for one year with that uh, tariff group with these people and I ran a lot of classes and like online events where I invited them to uh, what I call the base camp. Um, I gave the whole thing a title. It's called The Second Mountain, inspired by the book. And just briefly, for those who aren't familiar with the book, The Second Mountain, are you able to just give a quick summary of the concept behind that? Yeah, the concept of The Second Mountain is Basically, the, uh, David Brooks separates life in two phases. The first uh, part of your life is basically when you fulfill and tick all the boxes that life was expected for you. Building a family, getting a great job, and everything like life, like when we say, like, oh, this is what you should do. And then there's this moment you realize, you know what? I fulfilled and ticked all the boxes, but I'm still not happy. Maybe this was not my thing. I fulfilled. Maybe I ticked the boxes of my parents, of my family, of the people I'm around with, of Instagram and all of that. And so the question like, what is my life? What is like I want to like achieve? And the second mountain of life is, the funny thing is, is not so much about yourself. It's about contribution and finding your space in the world, but in an authentic way. Brilliant. And it's like, yeah, they all want to climb their second mountain. And now let's all meet in the base camps. They pay like 25 euros for this class, like online events. Sometimes they do real world dinners. Then they pay like 150. So they all come to that. 
and then I tried to sell them one-on-one coaching, uh, retreats and all that, and no one is buying. But they people come back to the base camp. So this is working. Um, so my attention where I want to like find out, like what is the blocker in this system? It could be the price. Price could be a topic. This is what I feel. But maybe it's also, does it really... Should I just like go maybe this creating a base camp uh, like a cheap product for 25 euros and then later on sell like 2,500 euros um, retreats could also be like not the right entry. Maybe I create the wrong. They see me as a facilitator, not as a coach when I run these events. So I don't know. So there is something about the product and the pricing. And what is getting in my way right now is a little bit the blocker there, but I also have a personal topic because I sold my business. That way I have all the credibility for them. Oh, Wolfgang, now how to sell a business, how to get back on his feet. But now they all think that I'm this super millionaire and I can just, basically, I'm just doing this because I'm bored and I'm this great, nice guy. And um, yeah, I made a good exit. But I also lived well off well the last five years. And so I spent more than I made. And so um, making money is a topic. And so is this personal, like playing the, the guy who made it. But on the other hand, you, I just need money. And so how can I, it feel, and so I wondered, one guy said last time, oh, you're offering coaching business. That's hard. That's like really like trading time and for money right? Like, and it's kind of like, huh, what's wrong with you? And, uh, and this is how I feel like, so this playing with one role and the reality. Okay. So just to summarize, um, you are trying, or you're helping people climb the second mountain. It sounds like you've got a clear idea of who they are. Uh, you're offering spaces, dinners, and workshops to, help them get started and I, you know the, the way i hear it the analogy the mountain metaphor you're using base camp is the starting point and they're trying to climb well the next step is to climb the mountain uh, and for whatever reason uh, the offers that you have um aren't being accepted or aren't being um taken up and there's this added little complication of well why does wolfgang need the money or what wolfgang thinking the other people are thinking, why does Wolfgang need the money? And there's, uh, I had a judgment already from someone saying, well, why are you doing this type of business model? This is a rubbish business model. It's selling your time. You know, you're supposed to be a proper business, but or you know, a business person who knows how to make lots of money. So, so, uh, and I guess one, uh, one sort of uh, sort of point of context. So, the kind of journey you're talking about one is one I'm also quite familiar with, having been on a very similar journey to you. So, I guess what I'm kind of curious, a few things I'm curious about. Uh, why, why do they come to the base camp events? Um, the first group because. I invited like people from my network mm -hmm. and they were just curious, like what is this crazy guy up to? So it really was more about curiosity. This was in the beginning. This was the first group. But then I, um, I found a business club. It's called, uh, which the, the mid-sized German, like mid-sized companies are in. It's like 400,000 companies. And it's the biggest um, SME club. And um, so I'm presenting the, the base camp is always about the question, what do I really want? So this was the question, which I tried different questions, but this was the one that triggered them. And I tried one with about 
which was more business related, um, like what you want, like as an entrepreneur. This wasn't this wasn't working so well. So this was why they came and and they like and they recome because basically I use I'm unpacking things. So it's a really highly interactive evening. It's more like a salon where we unpack things. We always take one topic like responsibility. Where does it come from? And so and then that they really it's kind of like the vision 2020, like taking also elements from that. Um, the purpose, your needs, well, how does success look like? Mm. These questions, and we tap into them. Okay, so they're coming because there's an element of learning. They're coming because they're curious people. And some of them are coming sort of more than once. They come sort of several times. Yes. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm running a lot of like breakout sessions. Mm-hmm. So, and this was interesting. They said, we came for you, but we, we re-came for the others. That feels quite important, doesn't it? <clears throat> and uh, some of the other sort of things, that I, I'm kind of curious, that thing around because you've had a successful sale, that you um, shouldn't be doing it for the money. How do you know people think that? I don't know. It just it felt like more, um, I felt like, like being a, a guest, like a host, inviting them to a space. And I mean, they all paid, but they also ask like why do why do we pay like why do you pay like twenty five euros I mean a restaurant when you, when I booked a restaurant and I saw like it's more protection fee they also said um, so they were said oh hundred fifty for a dinner that's that's quite pricey you really have to deliver a lot for that and basically the cost of a restaurant is fifty percent like seventy five so I'm making seventy five euros per person it's like you're just covering the costs. Mm. So they were questioning the price. So I, maybe I also I wonder, like, what is my role here? Sometimes I feel, did I really climb my, am I already on the top of the second mountain? Like being like, like the imposter syndrome. Mm. I'm ahead of them, but do, did I really climb it? Or am I part of the group? Mm. So this was getting also a lot about, like, what is my role here? And the last, even, the last event, I was more a coach. I went in with the mindset of a coach and then suddenly I had two qualification calls afterwards. It's just like my mindset changed. Mm. I accepted I'm a coach now um, and I'm a consultant and I support people that. So I'm not anymore the, the entrepreneur who, who plays and supports others in, their, uh, in his free time. But is, is that not entrepreneurial, what you just described? It is entrepreneur, but that's like, again, like they would say, no, this is a freelancer mindset or like, that's like, it's not entrepreneurial. It's yeah, you're a coach and, 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 and consultant and coaches and consultants are seen in the entrepreneur world where I played. They are not entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I have a quick question for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're inviting these people to these workshops and these dinners, and then you are upselling them. In inverted commas, you know, well, speak, talk, you're, you're trying to get them to buy something more expensive. How are you doing that? Tell us, share so, us the process of what, what that looks like with an individual. So basically, in the beginning, it was always like that. After the dinner, we reached out to them again, sending like, thank you, no personal notes for the night. When you say uh, we, who's we? I have Akira. She's my personal assistant. Okay. And she always, she kicks off the evening. 
she welcomes everybody in the same a little bit like a like a pre room. We do a pre like a, like a first stage room. She's the entrance, and then she sends them off. So we play a two stage theater, and so we we um, we reached out to them and said uh, and arranged like one on one calls, and there I tried to find out like really making qualification calls like what is their needs. Do they have the time and the budgets and um, to do that? And one thing I found out, they had a need to discover like what they want. They felt kind of miserable, like in as was also was a lot about midlife topics, but there was no time point. They 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 said, "When do you need to fix it?" No, I don't have to fix it. It was more. It's more a feeling. And then I discovered the entrepreneurs through this midlife entrepreneurs. And they had like, there was one, one couple who said like, oh, we got an offer. We got an offer to sell our business. What do we do now? So they felt pressed and they bought right away. And, um, and they paid $5,000 euros a month since August. And I continued coaching them. And so, and I said like, oh, interesting. So there was the time need. And, and there was there was pressure on it, and so this got them going. And as well, another woman was she exited. She she was not an entrepreneur. She just sneaked into the group, but she was a consultant who quit her job, and she had money for one year. She wanted to get it right. So with the time restraint, I felt I realized this is when people get going, and that's why and I also went to this carbon for the entrepreneurs. Can you share an example where the cell? The sale didn't work, or the sales process didn't work specifically. With all with all the others, they were highly engaged. They loved the group. They wanted they wanted more. They asked for more, and I created like events. Um, I planned everything. I also like spoke to two or three of them. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And then they all um, bailed out because it. Oh yeah, I mean this was also during um, pandemic, so it was like, but yeah, but you know what. We can, I cannot go away for three days. It's um, we I haven't been away with my family, so I can like put my needs or my family needs first. I need to go into family vacation, then I can think about that. And this is something I realized a lot that they are not standing uh, speaking up for their own needs in front of the family. And so, in the end, no one. Um, I got two women. Two said they will come. But the rest of the, the other six said no, and so I had no group. How many people roughly are, have been coming to the events? I would say total is like, always now, it was like 100. And, and what sort what of percentage it? of those have come to more than one? 20%. Okay, I think we've got a fair amount of information now to work with. So what we're going to do is just going to go into a bit of a exploratory feedback mode, Wolfgang. So... An opportunity just to listen and to, um, yeah, maybe take notes or just reflect on what's being said, and then we'll have we'll finish off with you giving us your thoughts. Um, so Ben, uh, well, I guess one of the first things which was sort of coming up, I guess because of the the kind of language that you used, the kind of idea of kind of base camp, idea of second mountain, although I kind of know second mountain is a bit. Uh, it did make me think about uh, Mount Everest. <laughs> 
which I appreciate is a big, big second mountain, but um, which is sort of an extreme example just to kind of sort of make an example. Um, I would be really interested in going to the kind of base camp uh, there because there's an exciting trek. It's a journey. You're doing it with other people. There's a kind of collective group thing going on there uh, and it's kind of exciting. But of course, taking on the actual mountain is a very, very, very different endeavor. Very, very different thing, isn't it? It kind of goes from a collective thing to quite an individual thing. It's a journey that is kind of fraught with risk and danger and, you know, is probably quite unclear. So, you know, I would be happy to do a kind of base camp. Would I be happy to try and summit an actual mountain? That requires a very, very different kind of mindset. You know, I really kind of need to have a very clear picture of what it is that I'm embarking on. I need to have a clear picture of, you know, why, what the kind of risks might be, what the journey might be, you know, who the guide is. Is the guide, I also think about this, a very good friend of mine is a, is a very, very good skier, but he's also quite reckless. And uh, I used to ski with him all the time uh, until the point when he uh, decided he would teach himself parapunting and jumped off a fucking cliff and broke his back. Fortunately, he was okay. But at that point, I was thinking, why am I following this fucker up the mountain when he's completely reckless? reckless? But the point around that is, is one thing going to a base camp. Uh, which feels like the kind of beginnings of something. It's a very different thing to commit to a journey, which I'm not kind of clear about. And I'm kind of wondering whether there's something in that for the people that you're talking to. And I guess that also then makes me think about, you know, what we are kind of getting to in the questions a little bit, you know, what actually is the reason that they're coming to, uh, to, to the base camp things? Because I think, like you have an idea, and it was interesting. You were sort of talking about, you know, ha- have you done your base? Have you done your second mountain yet, or are you in your process of your second mountain? I think you know they're really good kind of questions to to ask. But I think you know there might be one set of motivations, which is why these people are coming to the first thing, and maybe they're not yet in the place where they can see the actual the need for second mountain. They're still just kind of wanting to kind of gather around the kind of initial bit, and there's real value in that. You know, I think um, that's, you know, a necessary part of the journey. There is also a huge amount of value in that. And I think it comes back to kind of one of the questions I was asking in the qualifying questions, you know, why are they really coming? Uh, and you know, I think it, in there, feels there's a real rich pool of opportunity to kind of go with. Right. So what I'm, I'm going to go back to first is the Vision 2020 program, Wolfgang, and uh, the SATA change model. So we talk about the current status quo, the new status quo. This is the change that you're trying to make in people's lives. That dip, I call I call them obstacles, but that's essentially the dip of chaos where people are finding it, just don't know what to do next. I talk, you know, following on from what Ben was saying, you know, if you're in that dip of chaos and you're still trying to work out, you know, what is it you want, what is it you really need, it's really hard to commit to a journey. Because there's a lot of, uh, and this is the thing that we talk a lot about on the pricing course, is like pricing and money and spending, there's fraught with uncertainty. And so if there's uncertainty, there's going to be a, a hesitancy to commit. Uh, and so there's one thing there is like, unless you identify, which I hear, heard with a couple of people, you know, they were very clear what they needed. You know, They're going through an exit. They need some support of trying to navigate that exit well. I'm assuming there was a potential loss of money that could occur if they didn't do it well, or with the other person, there's a significant loss of time that they felt was very important if they're going to spend a year trying to work out what's next. There was a real understanding of the value of working with you. While people who 
come to a dinner or who come to a workshop who don't have time, haven't had time to think about it, still probably not clear, but they feel a need to get clear, they're not necessarily in a position to invest because A, they don't know what they want, and B, they don't know whether or not they spend this money, whether they're going to get any return because they don't know if it's something they really want to do. So that, I see that in terms of the answer of like why aren't people buying that feels like there's a lot of uncertainty in that decision. And then coming back to this whole idea of, you know, they're, they're in this mess here, this t- dip of chaos with loads of obstacles in their way. To then say to you, okay, why am I 20 penny paying you 25 euros to come to a workshop? And you saying, well, I just need to cover the costs. No, you're here because you're confused. <laughs> 25 euros is cheap mm. for you to actually get unconfused. <clears throat> and so I think there was something in the language that you used, and this is what I heard. It might not be exactly how was going through your mind, but there's this like apologetic nature mm. around mm-hmm. charging 25 euros because you felt that that wasn't right because all you were doing was just holding a space without really defining the value of that space, the value of being around other people, the value of actually spending, you know, having someone give you time to think about something that you don't have time to think about. Mm. You know, Ben talks a lot about it on the course. Is like, what's the cost of not doing this? What's the cost of not turning up every time to this workshop and spending time on thinking about what you really want? And similarly with the dinner, it's like, yes, it's 75 euros um, for the dinner. And you might say, oh, well, there's like costs and manage it and et cetera, et cetera. No, you're paying 150 euros, not for the dinner, because you want to be around other people who make you feel less shit about your situation or less confused or less alone. And so to some people, that's cheap. You know, they could pay like 500 euros for a coaching session to make them feel like that. And they're getting a lovely dinner, great inspiration, feeling like they're not alone for a third of the price. So for me, I think the the feedback I've got is is the the energy that you're bringing to the offerings, not just the tactics and strategies. And we could probably go into that a little bit as well in terms of like, how do we get people to pay more? You know, what are the steps? How, you know, we can talk, maybe Ben can talk about the choices that or the options you provide. But fundamentally, the thing that's coming up for me very much, and it's related to your thing about, well, oh, I've exited, you know, I've got lots of money. Oh, well, I think people think I've got lots of money, and so I shouldn't be charging for stuff. There's an energetic aspect to this. I think the um, what you're sort of articulating uh, there kind of uh, feels kind of very sort of resonant. I think, you know, when you were talking about the 100 people who sort of come and maybe 20 of those people are the kind of are, are kind of more keen, they come more than once. I think really understanding the thing that they're buying, like Carlos is talking about, they're trying to kind of make sense of something. They've got sight that there is a different way of doing it. They look at you and they see somebody who's made that change. Uh, and I think, you know, the more confidently you can step behind that, the more you can see the place that they're in. So seeing it through their eyes rather than through our own own eyes because obviously we bring our own story i shouldn't charge for this i should have money i shouldn't be doing this you know this is not entrepreneurial all of that stuff is just getting in the way and actually those people don't care about any of that those people care about their own thing and what they want is your insight passion and energy to help them get out of their thing uh, and um i think you know to to carlos's point the 25 years is cheap Right. And actually, there's a funny thing, isn't there, around price? You'll know this as an entrepreneur too. Price sends a big signal, actually. And so if that was one session a day, one one session a month that they came to as a group, but they paid 
250 euros for, and there were 20 of them. You know, that's a meaningful kind of day's work for you in terms of the kind of price. Very, very kind of good thing. But also it's sending a signal that this is important work, which for them it is desperately important work. And I think, you know, the the, the money as signal is a way of saying to people, this is important. You are investing in this. You are investing in you and I am your kind of guide. And seeing it from their perspective, because that just helps you get out of your own way a little bit. Because some of those other stories that you're telling yourself are worthwhile knowing, but they're not helping for sure. And also they're not they're not relevant in a sense, because it's about those people in the dip. And actually those people want to pay money to get out of the dip. And that's what you're helping with. And Becky just mentioned, I think, along those lines, is like maybe the work they're doing is part of the problem. They don't have enough time to address and understand what their needs are. Mm. And so a problem potentially that you're solving is like, how do they do that when they're so busy? Mm. How do they realign to what they want when they're so busy? And what's the cost of then continuing in this vein for the next five years? What does that mean for the lost time and lost joy and lost adventure? Whatever it is you want to, however you want to pitch it. But there's something around the framing, it feels, that's very important here. There's so many other things I think we can talk to as well in terms of this incremental journey of value rather than going from 150 euros even to 5,000 euros. What is it that they can slowly get more value from you? that will make them feel more comfortable about that journey and the, the, what, they can, um, what they'll be paying. And I think this relates a bit to some of the exchanges that we've been having previously, Wolfgang, around what was coming up for me is the marketing around this. How are you mm-hmm. telling the story that leads them into this journey that they don't even get to the, the workshop or the dinner ready, but they're already primed for this way of thinking. But Wolfgang, what, is there, has there anything uh, come up for you in terms of, new ideas or, or just reflections? Yeah, thank you so much, Ben and Carlos. Um, I think one really crucial point is apologizing very well, communicating the value or seeing the value. I think that's, that's so true. And framing the value they're getting. And uh, I haven't thought about this. Like, and also like pointing out that they are, you know, helping them to become less confused, less alone, and um, and I feel it's a little brutal to say that to them, but this is uh, and I, but honestly, there is a lot of loneliness. And joining this evening and spending time with other entrepreneurs makes you feel less lonely and also less shitty because it's with others. And I'm providing this space for you to really arrive in this moment in life. And I like also the thing of, well, that's how can you do it without time? right? And that there's value to just provide that space. Because I, I was wondering, like, what the hell I'm doing? Is it enough to just provide that space, being a host? Or no, they need to run through a process. Maybe they, it's good just to be. Basically, I'm hearing all these nuggets from everybody's telling me different things. And so I try to say, oh, is that now where, how many things do I have to hear until I can basically build a program and offering about that because one that like i just want to hang out with other people and explore i don't want to make a decision now great so i can create a space or and um, it's, it's like it's like it's it's really hard to build the content then into it because mm. they they it's like they have a lot of different reasons why they and like so where should i guide them 
I would just also um, I would like to also hear from you. What is your next step now that we've had this conversation? What are you going to try and do next? The next thing I would turn the uh, the apology mindset into a value mindset. So that's uh, the good thing. I'm having I'm having a coaching session with my wingwave coach today, so I can directly work on that. Flip yeah. that. I think that's that's good to really work on this. And really, like I will because I have recordings of the sales calls, so I will really listen to them. And what is am I, are they confused? Are they alone? Like what are these topics? So I try mm -hmm. to create buckets and talk more about that. And the question I really wonder, should I really do the 25 euro sessions? Because this is how they get to know me. And I would like to like, how can I turn them into a 250 monthly session that they continue? But because the taster session they get for 25 is already so rich. It's a two hour session, really deep. And how can I make this that they become club members rather than, oh, no, I can always join for 25 euros. Well, that's the fun bit. Mm. That's the creative bit, and I, I, I can, I, I, I don't doubt that you'll be able to find a way of doing that. I just wanted to talk to your thing. It's like what I heard was the curriculum, the journey. When I'm just doing this stuff, and it's quite a lot of different bits of feedback, and you know, it, it feels quite organic and emergent at the moment because you're just holding space. What springs to mind, what I've experienced, is like there will be recurring questions, the same questions again and again, and if you find yourself repeating it, turn it into a thing. Turn it into a little workbook, turn it into a crib sheet, turn it into a little video, whatever that may be. And that starts to build up the curriculum because those are the things you know people are always asking. And so you can start, you know, there's no harm in repetition, particularly when you're in this space of chaos or thing. Oh, I don't know what to do next. And what did we talk about last time? It's like, actually, just watch this again. Watch this piece of advice. And that slowly builds up into a body of work that you can then order into some kind of resource library stroke curriculum stroke tools that you will use for your coaching so that for me is a rather than trying to plan everything out in advance how you can just respond to the questions that come up while you're holding these spaces and so the 25 euros is essentially you know in for you internally you're being paid to research even if you do keep it at 25 euros, you're being paid to understand your customers and your customers are getting the value of actually having a space to explore this idea mm. Ben, any yeah. final thoughts? Yeah, I think just a final thought from me. Uh, two two little final thoughts. One, the, those 20 people who are a bit more keen within the 100, they're your source material. You know, spending, you know, it's a manageable number of people. You can speak to them all. Uh, assuming you can speak to them. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're your, they're, they're the kind of, they're sort of keen beans, aren't they? The ones for whom may first step into some kind of program. So being in dialogue with them, uh, will help kind of clarify some of those things a little bit. Uh, and one of the other things I'd say is, you know, why why not experiment with just confidently going way out the, beyond the 25 euros now? You know, you know, actually putting the price up will help people step in. So don't make it a 25, or don't even experiment. You don't have to change this forever, but don't make the next one 25. Make the next one 100, 200, or even 250 and see what happens. See what people, how people respond. Uh, because I think it will send a signal to yourself that this is valuable entrepreneurial work, which it is, and it will send a signal to others that it's quality, high-value thing that they should be doing. Well, thank you very much, Wolfgang. Really appreciate your questions and your honesty here. Really, really valuable. Um, thank you, Ben. Thank you, your Carlos. Questions, thank you, your prompts, 
and um, thank you ben. thank you everyone else for awesome. being with us and joining us on this um beautiful wednesday morning uh, until next yeah. time <laughs> take care <laughs> bye bye <laughs>